Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. What is going on, everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, we're going to talk about Wildcard 26, some general thoughts around why you might want to use it, what the pros are, what the cons are, and then we'll take a look at the draft itself. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And let's get into it. All right, let's start with some general thoughts first of all. So why might you want to wildcard in game week 26? So it's going to be for FPL managers that have got a lot of players that are blanking in their team and maybe also that injuries have crept up with them. And I think it's easy to sit there and say, well, we knew that game week 26 was going to be a blank weeks ago. You should have prepared for this. But lots of stuff's happened over the last couple of weeks where people have had to make transfers they weren't intending to do or players got injured and stuff like that. So you'll have to look at your own team and see how many hits it's going to take to sort your team out for my team for example it only takes a minus four to get a full playing 11 out but that does include charlie taylor as one of those 11 players and he probably won't get anything and the minus four would be for jota and darwin to obviously a midfielder and a forward that would give me 11 players and then i would have palmer doughty and connor bradley on the bench but it's also worth saying it only takes me a minus four because I took a minus four last week in 25 to get Kevin De Bruyne. So it's not that I've planned so well, I'm only taking a four-point hit. I also took a four-point hit I wasn't intending to in uh, game week 25. So you'll have to look at your own team and decide whether the wild card is worth it. It should allow you to save the free hit for later on in the season because by wildcarding this week, you can plan for the double in 28 and the blank in game week 29 and pretty much cover both of those things without using a free hit you could combine it right so you could wildcard in 26 ignore all those players that are definitely playing in 29 and just free hit as well but i would personally prefer to save it until later on just so that you haven't blown all your chips um too early obviously if you've got bench boost left as well you could maybe think about using that at some point too close to the wild card you probably do have to remove most of your man city players so i've got Harlan, De Bruyne and Foden in my team, for example, and they play Bournemouth away in 26. So if they're all going to start that game, I'd like to keep hold of them. But for future planning, you probably can't do that. You could maybe keep one extra player alongside Harlan, but having that triple up is it's kind of tough, I think, for planning for future game weeks. And if you're worried about that, then maybe it's worth delaying the wild card a little bit later. If you're not bothered about it, then obviously carry on and use it. It also 
allows you, if you use the wild card this week, to attack the Wolves fixture against Sheffield United at home. So you can have at least one attacker. You could even possibly go to two as well. And like I said, it allows you to prepare for double game week 28 and blank game week 29. The biggest downside, I think, to not using it in 27 instead is you've got no new info about those blanks in game week 29. So we know there's three fixtures on, which is Burnley versus Brentford, Fulham versus Spurs, and West Ham versus Aston Villa. But before game week 27, we will know exactly which other fixtures are going to be on as well. So any FA Cup upsets can be reacted to if you wildcard in 27. Now, I don't think it's a major concern for anyone looking to choose the wildcard this week, because if you look at the odds for whether those other matches are going to be on, most of them are going to be off. I think the main one that people think could be on is Man United versus Sheffield United, if Nottingham Forest beat Man United in the FA Cup, which is possible. But all the other ones should be off. But we've been here before looking at the odds and then a cup upset happens and it kind of changes things a little bit. So you could potentially get a little bit screwed over by wildcarding this week if kind of one or two games we're not expecting go into 29 because that's going to make it much easier for other people who haven't wildcarded to prepare for that and they'll get to save their chips for later on. I wouldn't, I would try not to worry about that too much because ultimately your team either needs a wild card this week or it doesn't. And if you're sat there with kind of six, seven players or more that are blanking, plus you've got some injuries as well and there's other players you want to fix, it's probably worth just taking the points now and worrying about everything else later. But that's my biggest concern with wildcard in this week. And for me, it's a bit different because like I said, it's only going to cost a minus four to get a full playing 11. And I'm willing to spend those four points to get that information in 27. You might not be in a position to do that so as always everyone's team is a little bit different your choices are going to be different to mine to someone else etc but that is what i would think about let's get into the draft all right let's start with the defensive players and the bench first of all it's also worth saying that i've got 4.7 million in the bank that's based on the draft that i've picked and my squad value yours might be a little bit different and obviously there's room for upgrades as well if you wanted to and i've tried to take into account that we've got a double in 28 a blank in 29 whilst also having to get points in between. I haven't built this draft with a bench boost in mind, at least not over the coming weeks. So if you wanted to wildcard this week and bench boost in 28, you might have to tailor um, the team a little bit. So in goal, I've got Ariola and Neto. So the one thing about going this week is you can start preparing Bournemouth players for their double in 28. They've got Sheffield United at home and Luton at home, which on paper is a fantastic double. But obviously, Bournemouth have got Man City at home this week, which isn't great. So Neto's on the bench. I've gone for Ariola, but you don't have to go for him if you didn't want to. I think the problem is, because Bournemouth are not guaranteed a game in 29, you need to go for someone that is guaranteed a game that week. So your options really are Ariola, who's got Brentford at home this week and Aston Villa at home in 29, or maybe someone like Flecken, who's got West Ham away this week and Burnley away in 29. You could also go for Martinez from Aston Villa. So it's Forest at home this week and West Ham away in 29. The problem is, or not, not a problem, but I've gone for three outfield Aston Villa players, so I couldn't go for Martinez in goal. And it's a similar reason why I couldn't choose um, Vicario from Spurs, because although I haven't got them uh, right now, in this, like I haven't got three Spurs players at the moment, but by 29, I probably want Son, another attacker, and probably Porro if he's back fit as well. So there's just no room for him. So in terms of goalkeepers... You either for the draft that I've set up, you either go for Ariola or you go for Flecken instead. With the bench, I've got Senesai on there, so that's a double up on the Bournemouth defence. But obviously, I'm not going to play that double up most weeks. Um, it's mostly for the doubling 28. Although uh, 
Bournemouth, sorry, I forgot which team they played for. That Bournemouth do have Burnley away in 27. So if you had to play Neto and Senesai against Burnley away and in the double in 28, that really wouldn't be the end of the world. Uh, and then the other two players on the bench are Doughty and Son. So they both blank this week. But obviously Spurs have got pretty good fixtures after 26 and they definitely play in 29. And Doughty's got a double in 28. And there's a good chance that Luton will play in 29, even though it's not confirmed yet. So that's why those two players are on the bench. And I just think for Luton, yes, the defence isn't great, right? As we're seeing from the double game we've just gone. But he is very attacking. If we look at the um, numbers he's put up over the last couple of game weeks, it was 0.45 expected goal involvement against Man United, 0.48 uh, against Sheffield United. And he's already got seven assists this season and one goal as well. Now, maybe he's overperformed a little bit on assists, but the attacking threat is still there. So if you're going to go for a Luton defender and you've got the money, um, he is easily the one. And then in defense, it's Pau Torres, so one of my Aston Villa outfield players. So Forrest at home this week, West Ham away in 29. They also have Luton away in game week 27 as well. So I think an Aston Villa defender is, I don't want to say key, but it's quite useful over the coming weeks. You could go for Matty Cash if you wanted to, I'm just not sure I would take the risk over the minutes. I think when Pau Torres is fit and available, he's always going to start. And when you're wildcard him to cover a blank this week and a double in 28 and a blank in 29, obviously you can use the free hit if you want, but if you want to save that chip for later, you want players that you know are definitely going to start when they're fit. Obviously, anything can happen in FPL. You might get to game week 29 and Pau Torres could be injured again, but I would prefer to go for the player that's absolutely nailed. With Matty Cash, he's fine right now. But once players like Conza and Diego Carlos get fit again, there is a chance that Matty Cash comes out of the team. You just don't want that headache once you get to 29 because part of the strategy with the wild card this week is to make moves over the next couple of weeks to get more players in that play for 29. Uh, sorry, play in 29. You don't also want to have to deal with players that might lose their place. So I'd prefer to go for Pau Torres, but I do think in terms of attacking threat, Obviously, Matty Cash is better. It's just whether you trust the minutes. Um, I've also got Regidon. Game this week. West Ham away. Game in 29. Burnley away. Um, seems to be fairly attacking. Obviously, Pinnock missed the last game as well. Regidon seems to be nailed on, I would say, for Brentford in terms of start. So I quite like him. Is there Are there better defenders for this week? Absolutely, right? You could have a Wolves defender in, in there instead for Sheffield United at home. But you'll then potentially add an extra transfer later on. So the question to ask yourself, is that Wolves defender or whoever else you want to go for this week so good that it's worth an extra transfer just to not play regular on against West Ham away? And I don't think it is. And then the final defender is Gabriel. And if you've had him for a while, you've got him at a pretty good price. But even if you are buying right now, he's still only 5.2 million. And Newcastle at home is not necessarily the easiest fixture, right? You could definitely see Newcastle scoring. But Arsenal are by far, by far is maybe a, a bit of a stretch, but they are the best defence so far this season in terms of expected goals conceded. And straight after Newcastle, they've got Sheffield United away and Brentford at home. So even though they blank in, or sorry, even though they're quite likely to blank in 29 against Chelsea, I still think they're so good before that with the fixtures they've got. They're probably worth going for. Again, you don't have to go for Gabriel if you didn't want to. You could go for that Wolves defender or someone else like that instead. But I think having an Arsenal defender is quite handy. And bearing in mind, if you're wildcarding this week, you can't go and wildcard again later. So you probably will want an Arsenal defender later on this season. And it's worth saying that if Chelsea lose to Leeds, 
then Arsenal will play that week, in which case you'd be more than happy to play Gabriel at home to Chelsea. And if they do blank, that fixture will have to go somewhere else. And there's a very good chance that Arsenal could then have a double in game week 34. So potentially, even though they blank in 29, you'd have Luton at home in 31. Villa at home in 33 is okay-ish, and then possibly a double in 34. So having that Arsenal defender all the way through would probably be pretty um, decent. So that's the back line. I've got to be honest, like when I look at it, it doesn't look all that uh, inspiring. But it's worth remembering, like Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs don't have a fixture this week. There's so, only so many other players you can go for. And then if you've got ones that also cover 29, that's pretty handy. So the only players I would change from this, I think, is the goalkeeper. You could go for Martinez, Vicario, or even Flecken, depending on which outfield players you want to pick from. But most of the defenders, I would say, when you're trying to cover this week and 29, kind of pick themselves, especially when you can have two players from Bournemouth that have got that great double in 28. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So I think if I was actually wildcarding this week, midfield would be where I'm the least sure about a couple of the picks and where I'd probably do the most tinkering up until Saturday's deadline. Like with goalkeepers, I've said that I might go for Flecken instead of Ariola, but I'm happy with most of the defenders and the forward line almost picks itself. But midfield is a little bit tricky because you're trying to find the balance between getting a lot of players in that definitely play in 26 and 29 versus getting a few players in that don't uh, play in 29 that you're willing to use transfers on it's all about how many transfers you're willing to book in so the midfield i've got at the moment is obviously son on the bench which i already spoke about good fixtures after this week definitely plays in 29 uh, i've got douglas louise who plays 26 and 29 uh he chan huang from wolves great fixture this week sheffield united at home has a pretty good one in 28 as well which is fulham at home but doesn't definitely play in 29 that game could be off against bournemouth uh jared bowen who hasn't been great recently whatsoever but does play against Brentford at home this week and Aston Villa at home in 29 and has a couple of okay fixtures in between. So for uh, West Ham, I might have that wrong, actually. Let me just double check. Yeah, it's Brentford at home this week. Then it's Everton away and Burnley at home before that game against Villa in 29. So although he hasn't been great at all uh, and his last return was an assist against Arsenal back in 19, the fixtures are still pretty good. Uh, but I'll come on to Jared Bowen in a minute because I think that's one spot that I could definitely change. I've got Saka, who's been incredible recently, continues to have great underlying numbers, always starts, takes penalties too, uh, and good fixtures for Arsenal, as we spoke about with Gabriel. So that's the midfield four, right? Louise, uh, Huang, Bowen, and Saka with Son on the bench. Now, Louise and Bowen could be other players, right? You could just look to bring in more players for 29 later on. Richarlison is one player that I don't have in this squad. And it's quite difficult to get him in, right? Because you've got to manage the amount of players. Like, you want a full play in 11 for uh, game week 26. So one of the moves could be to take out Louise or Bowen for Richarlison in game week 27. But if you're going to do that, right, and you're going to lock that in, that's something you definitely want to do. You really want Son and Richarlison or even um, Madison instead for Spurs, right? Like, you could, I think, let's just double check their prices at the moment. Uh, I think both of them are more than, than reasonable. Let me just get rid of this. Uh, so, yeah, Richardson 
and Madison's 8 million. So either way, right, if you wanted to get a second Spurs attacker in alongside Son, you could transfer one of them in in 27. Now, if you're going to do that, and that's locked in, then you don't need Jared Bowen against Brentford at home. You could just get a better player for game week 26 because you're going to take that player out in 27 anyway. Okay, so if we look at the fixtures for game week 26, you could go for Rashford, Fernandez, or Garnacho as a punt against Fulham at home. You could have that Man City attacker against Bournemouth away, like um, you know Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, whoever you want to go for. You could have a second Wolves attacker, maybe go for Neto and uh, Huang double up against Sheffield United at home. You could go for a second Arsenal defender, uh, sorry, midfielder against Newcastle at home. You take your pick, but instead of Bowen, you could go for one of those players and then switch them either to Jared Bowen down the line or to bring in a second Spurs attacker instead. You might just want to roll in game week 27 and make your transfers from 28 onwards, but that is an option to bring in someone else instead of just carrying Bowen all the way through. But obviously you're locking in a transfer, so you have to decide whether um, you want to do that. The other thing to consider is, look, I know most people don't want Man United players at the moment, but obviously Garnacho has done well. He's super cheap. They've got Fulham at home this week. And then if we just bring up uh, Man United's other fixtures here, they have got... So Man City away in 27 is tough, but then it's Everton at home. And then if their game was on in 29, it's Sheffield United at home. And as I spoke about earlier, out of all the games that could potentially be off in 29, which aren't confirmed yet, Man United is probably the most likely to be on because Forest beating Man United is not completely out of the question, especially when Nottingham Forest are the home team. So you could hedge your bets by going for a Man United midfielder in place of Bowen. And then before 27, you'll know whether Man United blank. And if they do, before they play Man City, you could swap to a Spurs midfielder. But if Man United's game is on against Sheffield United, you could just keep hold of them. And then you can kind of switch your plan. Either you don't bring in that Spurs player in 27 or you wait until later. Or maybe you get rid of Douglas Louise instead. So there's kind of a few different options. I think Jared Bowen is the one I'm least sure about in this entire team because I think that could be someone else and then you can move them on to a different player that plays in 29 later on. But I think Huang is pretty obvious with Sheffield United at home. I think he's probably going to be on penalties without Cunha there. I don't think it's a guarantee, but it seems quite likely. And he does have the biggest goal threat, I would say, in that Wolves team. You could absolutely go for Pedro Neto instead. He's nailed on, great player. I just think he's more likely to get you an assist. That's it, really. That's why I prefer Huang. And then Douglas Louise. Um, a lot of people are starting to talk about Leon Bailey instead. And I get it, because I think if he and Louise had the same minutes, Leon Bailey's much more likely to get you an attack and return from open play. But let's not forget, Douglas Louise is on penalties, right? So for the first time this season, I'm, I'm kind of arguing for Douglas Louise instead of someone else. My main problem with Bailey is his minutes. Now, as lots of people pointed out on stream yesterday, he has had a lot of starts over the last kind of 10 to 15 games, right? Maybe the last 10 games. He's had a lot of starts. He only got 28 minutes against Newcastle. It was 25 against Brentford. Maybe he had a slight knock before those games whatever right he has had a lot of starts the problem is he's not guaranteed starts i don't think there's players like diaby always knocking around so if bailey has a bad game could diaby come in it's a possibility right it's not completely off the table whereas douglas louise is absolutely nailed now i still don't particularly like his open play um threat in terms of assists and goals but you know he's going to be on the pitch and i just think and i spoke about this with defenders you're picking players in certain positions on this wild card that you want to play in game week 29 later on. You do not want to be using transfers 
when you've already got other ones booked in. And I just think if they're both fit and available, I can almost guarantee you, like 99% sure, that Louise will play in 29 if he's fit and available. Can I guarantee you that Leon Bailey will play? No. I mean, if he's fully fit and available, it's probably like 90% sure. But I just think that gap in confidence means I would probably go for Louise instead. But again, if you wanted to, you could go for a different player to Bowen. You could put like, you know, Man United midfielder, second Arsenal midfielder, whatever it is, right? Man City player and do the same for Louise and then just transfer them both out later on. It really depends how you set your team. You just want to try and make sure you've got enough players that you're happy with for the double in 28 and then also that you've got enough players in 29 and how many transfers you're willing to commit in between. I mean, I think it's perfectly reasonable if you didn't want Louise and Bowen in your 26 wildcard and you just commit to taking a hit later on to sort it out. I think that's perfectly fine, right? Because most people who aren't wildcard are going to take hits anyway. And I think given that we've got a blank to contend with this week and a double in 28 and a blank in 29, it's also reasonable, sorry, it is also reasonable to wildcard and still commit to a hit later. So they are the two positions I'm least sure about, Louise and Bowen, because outside of penalties, I don't think Louise is fantastic. And Bowen just hasn't been great recently, but they do have good fixtures all the way through from now until 29. And then the forwards pretty much pick themselves. And I know it's boring. I know you've seen them many times before. But for me, Harlan, Watkins, and Solanke as a front three is just too good to turn down right now. And I know people keep talking about other players that you could consider instead, like Hoyland at Man United. I think he's on seven goals in his last five or six matches. Great run of form. Uh, Maniz at Fulham. I've probably said that name wrong. I apologize. He's 4.4 million. Uh, Fulham definitely have a fixture in 29 against Spurs. And he's got four goals in his last three games. It's perfectly reasonable to think about these players. But my question back to you is, who do you sell out of Haaland, Watkins and Solanke? And when you think about that, it becomes a lot more difficult to justify other players. And if you're willing to sell one of them, then fair enough. But if I was wildcarding this week, I'd want Haaland for captaincy in 26. Um, and obviously, he's a good captain option in most weeks where he's available. You're not going to captain him in 28 because of Bournemouth's double. But outside of that... He's great. So most people have got him as a lock and they're going to want him for the rest of the season. Solanke, yes, doesn't have a great fixture this week. Man City at home, uh, you know, is not great for anyone, but he's nailed on 90 minutes penalties. And who does he have after Man City? It's Burnley away in 27. And then a double of Sheffield United at home and Luton at home in a game week where he is by far the best captain, like by a long way, I would say. So if you don't go for him this week, He's just a transfer later on. So is Hoyland in 26 so good that it's worth spending a transfer on Solanke the week after or in 28? I would say probably not. I guess if you go for a lot of midfielders like Louise and Bowen, etc., that definitely play in 29 as well, and you're limiting the amount of transfers you have to make in midfield, you could do that. But I would just have Solanke. You 100%, almost 100% certainty to want him in for 28. So Watkins is the only one. And look, there are other forwards that are doing well at the moment, but do you think they are better than Watkins? If the answer is no, there is just no room for other forwards at the moment. And we're just in that period of FPL where all of a sudden there are a lot of forwards, like Ivan Tony as well, I've not even mentioned him, but we just can't fit them in because we've only got three slots. Like for me, Tony is definitely an option, but I just think you've, you've not had, sorry, the double happened in 25, right? So it's just single game weeks from here on out for him and Watkins. And I just think with their fixture comparison, Watkins is the better option. He also plays in 29. So to get Tony in, you're selling Haaland or Solanke 
if they blank in 29. And that's when you go and get Tony before he plays Burnley away. So I just don't think there's a very good justification to go for any other forward. And I would just save myself the hassle by having Solanke in there because you know you're definitely going to want him. Like, obviously any player can get injured. But even if, let's just say with a midfielder that I spoke about earlier, let's just say you go for, I don't know, Kevin De Bruyne this week instead of Bowen. It might be that in 27 or 28, you go for a different midfielder that's not Bowen. Whereas up front, if you get Hoyland in this week, you're 100% changing him to Solanke. There's no questions because of how good that double is. So, look, you don't need me to tell you why these three players are great. Uh, it just makes sense. And if someone's got a good reason why you wouldn't go for those three, leave a comment below. If you're wildcarding this week, also let me know in the comments. If you've enjoyed the video, give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Rate five stars on podcast, and I'll be back tomorrow for transfer tips. I'll catch you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.